Here at Michigan Family Wellness, we believe chiropractic care and nutritional-based therapies are a foundational part of a healthy family lifestyle. No matter where you're at in the mitten, having a family is such an exciting time of life. So instead of feeling overwhelmed by stress, fatigue, and responsibilities with the kids, we invite you to become part of this empowering community to create happy, healthy families. By providing engaging interviews and practical applications, Dr. Wallner cultivates family health by equipping our listeners with the tools they need to elevate wellness in their own family. Dr. Wallner passionately serves the Michigan community at his chiropractic and nutrition-based practice, where he specializes in pregnancy, pediatrics, and family wellness care. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kyle Wallner. Good day, families, and welcome home. That's right, my name is Dr. Kyle, and this is the Empowering MFW Family, and we are so glad to be with you today. If you are joining us for the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in. The health of you and your family is your number one priority. It is your greatest asset. The best way to have a healthy family is by living a family wellness lifestyle. So if you're looking for efficient, effective, and sustainable ways to elevate your health and the health of your family, then I strongly recommend you make yourself comfortable because we have an amazing show for you today. Laura is a certified personal trainer and a yoga instructor with a bachelor's degree in dance. She is taught, trained, and managed at gyms and studios in New York City, Chicago, and most recently, Charlottesville, Virginia. After losing her daughter Eve at 40 weeks into a perfectly healthy pregnancy, Laura aspires to help other baby loss mothers find postpartum peace through the practice of yoga. All right, families, let's jump into today's interview. Welcome, families, to the interview portion of today's podcast. My guest on the show today is Laura Devine. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. It's so great to have you. Thanks, Dr. Kyle. It's great to be here. Again, Laura, I just need to stop and marvel at the incredibleness, if that's a word, of technology. Thank you so much for reaching out to come on the Family Wellness Podcast. I really think the women, mothers, and families listening will get value from hearing your voice, your experiences, and your story as it relates to pregnancy, stillbirth, and your practice of yoga. That being said, we do have two questions that we always ask our guests here on the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast. So, Laura, I've just told our families a little bit about you as the professional, but one of the core values here on the podcast is family. Tell us a little bit more about you as the person, and what does family look like for you? I would say uh, that my vision of family definitely changed um, in the past couple years after becoming a mother, um, and it's especially after becoming uh, a mother to a stillborn baby. Um, So I would say um, for me, family is um, those who you hold close um, in your heart, even when they're not physically present. Um, I know it's a tough question for many women who've had stillborn children. Um, How many kids do you have? I get that one a lot. Yeah. Um, You know, and I also get, uh, you know, is this your first child when they see my son? So, um, you know, I do always think of my daughter, uh, as well as my son, as far as my kids go. Um, and then on the, the lighter end for me, um, I would say family for me is sanctuary. I love coming home, um, to my little family here in Charlottesville. Uh, we don't have our, our, um, extended family around there in Chicago and Connecticut, but, um, I love, you know, coming home to my son 
and uh, my wonderful husband and my pit bull D. She's definitely the comic relief of the family. Awesome. I just love hearing about different people's family dynamics. You know, you mentioned not only your husband and your son, but also your pit bull there. That's just awesome. So another thing I love to say here on the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast is that we're smitten with the mittens. So I always ask my guests if there's anything they love about Michigan. Yes. Um, so I'm not as familiar with Michigan as I am with Lake Michigan. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. My husband is from Chicago. Um, and I lived in Lakeview, which is right next to Lake Michigan, right on Lake Michigan. Um, so I have very fond memories of that. Um, and my husband always talked about, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but Mackinac Island. Is yes. That yep. okay, good. <laughs> um, he has very fond memories of vacationing there as a child. So our hope one day is to kind of get there at some point with our son. Fantastic. Love it. Well, thank you again for just sharing your time and experiences with us here on the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast. So, okay, Laura, let's go ahead and get more in depth because I really want the women, mothers, and families listening to take away value from your experiences, your expertise, and your unique perspective as a result of hearing your voice today. I want to start off by saying Congratulations right off the bat for your beautiful baby boy. I think you're very blessed, and I think our listeners will agree once they hear your story. So go ahead and tell us about your first pregnancy. Sure. Um, so um, I guess my first would actually be I had an early miscarriage. Um, it resulted in I had a DNC, um, and then uh, shortly after that, I got pregnant again, um, and I, um, had a wonderful pregnancy. I am, I was at the time and still am uh, working in fitness. Um, so I was a fitness director at a country club. Um, I had also, um, just gotten my certification in yoga. So I was teaching yoga classes, uh, teaching fitness classes. I was a personal trainer, um, and eating a very clean diet, um, uh, meditating every day. I had a super healthy, wonderful pregnancy, um, up until the very end, um, on new year's day of 2014, I noticed that my uh, daughter wasn't moving, uh, like she normally did. She was a very active child in utero. Um, so I, uh, called my doctor. He, you know, thought, well, the pregnancy is, you know, so healthy. You'll be fine. Wait it out. Um, just drink something sweet, see if she moves. Um, so we did that for a while and it was still kind of, um, she was not moving like she normally did. So we ended up going into the hospital and this was at 40 weeks and three days. Um, so I was actually past my due date. Um, and they, um, put the Doppler on my stomach, um, and moved it all around. There were nurses and then the doctor finally came in. Um, nobody was saying much. I kind of knew something was off. Um, and the doctor confirmed that my daughter was gone at that point. Um, so it was definitely out of the blue, uh, for us. It was just kind of a, a huge shock. Uh, to both me and my husband. You know, especially after having such a 
healthy pregnancy. That's what really struck me just from reading a little bit of your story. There's a great blog post that you wrote that kind of goes along with. And again, Laura, thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you just for being open about, you know, these experiences. These are probably not the most easy to talk about, especially having walked through it. So I just want to just point that out and thank you for your vulnerability here today on the on the episode. Tell us more about, I mean, you had gone in and everyone was saying you're perfectly healthy. Everything's going great. What was it like to finally be told, oh my gosh, this surprising event has happened? Um, I was in total and complete shock. Mm -hmm. So I um, kind of went stone faced and and just, um, I was just completely in shock. My husband was definitely more emotional at that point. Um, And I think I just kind of knew I had a job to get done. You know, I, I, at that point, my daughter, we found out later was eight pounds, eight ounces. Um, and so we, we had to, I had to go into labor. I mean, I asked, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what the protocol is, you know, thinking kind of, you know, somehow this would just all go away, but you do actually have to go through labor. Um, and mine was long and arduous. It was, uh, 52 hours, um, after I was induced, um, and then with delivery, um, my daughter um, ended up getting her shoulder stuck, shoulder dystocia. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes, yes. Um, so three doctors came in from another practice because the doctor in our practice could not get her out. So it was oh just goodness. a very traumatic um, and, uh, yeah, definitely a, um, most of it I was in shock. And then I think once I delivered her, it kind of hit home a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause in that sense, my job was done, um, in another sense, it was only beginning. Um, but yeah, it just seems like it would take such great strength, just physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to go through that. You talked about 52 hours of labor with that experience. It's just staggering to even imagine. So yeah. And then you talk about, you kind of tie that into yoga and how your practice of yoga kind of really not only then helped you through that experience and you know everything afterwards, but still continues to be a relief or source of healing, a practice of meditation. Tell us more about that. Sure. Um, so during, during the labor course, you know, the, the breathing helped me, um, you know, in staying present and, um, just, uh, in bearing the pain. And, um, afterwards I was, as you can imagine, you know, definitely, uh, physically and emotionally in a very rough place. Um, so being a personal trainer initially, I was uh, very aggressive, we'll say, with my workouts. I wanted to get back to running and just, you know, let all the emotions out doing that. Um, You know, so postpartum, I went back probably quicker than I should with, you know, more aggressive forms of exercise. Um, uh, The first couple weeks, you know, I don't know if I was ready to sort of um, uh, deal with the emotion. but I remember going into my daughter's nursery on the day of her funeral and I did do a yoga practice to honor her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I still felt very connected to her through yoga. I had done yoga, um, through the pregnancy every night. Um, and so that was a deep connection, um, there to my daughter and, um, 
Yeah. And so I started doing more and more yoga. I noticed that uh, when I was doing the more aggressive workouts, you know, I was having trouble sleeping, which is to be expected. Um, my body was already under stress, but I was just putting more stress on my body at, at that point. Um, so I dialed it back and I started focusing more on the yoga because I noticed yoga was actually sort of helping me um, uh, get more uh, grounded with everything, as painful as it was. Um, it kind of uh, helped me process in a way, um, in a way I wasn't, I was kind of avoiding things more when I was doing the more aggressive things, you know, not that those were necessarily wrong, but at the time, uh, the yoga was definitely, um, mm -hmm. I think as I wrote in the article for Bridges Anne, I'll say it again, it was my life raft. I think that was kind of what, what helped me um, get through those difficult times. You know, and I think you bring up a great point there. It's almost as if, like you said, exercise is a form of stress. And I think oftentimes when we're already stressed out, whether that be with our job or our family, you know, or just kind of the environment that we currently have, our season in life, trying to exercise can be a good thing. It can help us have those signals of stressing our bodies in good ways. And I think you mentioned how yoga was doing that well for you. But then I have these patients that I work with and oftentimes it's like they want to run a marathon and they think that they have to go out and run for hours and hours and hours, maybe after they work or very early in the morning. And I'm just trying to coach them and guide them and saying, hey, you know what? You might not be able to handle that because you're already so stressed out. Like it's so taxing for your adrenals and your HPA axis and it's just frying your brain, maybe you should consider something more like yoga and reserve that kind of training, that kind of intense exercise for maybe a different time when you're more suited to be able to recover and rest and handle that kind of exercise. And I'm sure as a personal trainer, you can speak more to that as well. That being said, I do like how you talked about just the neurotransmitter GABA. So can you kind of talk us through that and how that played about into your yoga practice? Yeah. So, um, you know, I going into, well, after this all happened and, and going into it, and I guess, you know, I've always known I've had sort of a more um, anxious kind of um, uh, temperament. I know that, um, you know, it runs in my family. So it's something I was very aware of, um, prior to, um, the birth of my daughter and, and also after. So I knew that I was more prone to anxiety. Um, and in that sense, I knew that practicing the yoga, um, should take precedence, um, to kind of, um, balance things out. Um, cause yes, doing yoga, um, they have found, and that there was a study, I don't have it on me right now. I think, um, it was something from Boston, um, that doing yoga actually does increase levels of GABA in the brain. Um, so there's science behind yoga. Um, you know, it's been practiced for many, many years. Um, but only recently has it been studied, um, that, it actually changes your brain and the way your brain functions, you know, practices such as yoga and meditation can have a, a huge impact um, on the way you handle stress. Yes. And I love that you mentioned this because as you mentioned kind of in that article, the risk of postpartum depression, and this is kind of where the value ties in here for our listeners, is not only high for someone that just has a, a beautiful natural birth, but it's four times greater for the mother of a stillborn than the mother of a 
living baby, according to the women's mental health from the Massachusetts General Hospital. So I love that component there because I would much rather have a patient or a woman or a mother do a natural practice, you know, like yoga. And then I know that you really watch the way you eat and your lifestyle and your thoughts and all of that. I would much rather have someone go that route than become dependent upon a lot of the benzodiazepines, the SSRIs, the D2 agonists. Those are heavy neurocognitive drugs. And like I said, it's not that they're so bad in and of themselves. It's taking them for long periods of time. You develop develop receptor sensitivity. And so I get into kind of a, a detail with this in my brain lectures in the same way that a diabetic can become sensitive to insulin. Okay. You can develop that insulin sensitivity where your cells no longer are responsive to that hormone. The same thing can happen in your brain and throughout the rest of your body with neurotransmitters. So GABA, just for our listeners, just to kind of get that 30,000 foot view, when we talk about GABA, that is gamma aminobutyric acid. So it's a neurotransmitter and your, your cells, your neurons can actually become sensitized to these medications that influence that changing brain chemistry. So like I was saying with Laura, you know, she's doing not only diet and lifestyle changes, but this practice of yoga is can be so effective in preventing that postpartum depression. Would you agree there, Laura? I agree. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And to even go one step further there, just kind of tying it into chiropractic, you know, as, as a chiropractor myself, I just like to insert this here too. My patients know this as well. When you actually adjust someone's spine in terms of that chiropractic adjustment at the right time, at the right level, at the right sequence, GABA or that neurotransmitter, it's very inhibitory, meaning it can downregulate inflammation and it, it has a similar effect to endorphins actually, which we all know that endorphins are some of the most powerful neurotransmitter hormones that the body makes. And GABA is like a close second. So the cool thing is when you adjust someone's spine, whether it's their low back, their mid back or their neck, GABA is actually released from the dorsal root ganglion or from that special part of the spinal cord. And the great thing is it's not a drug that's initiating that GABA or it's not a drug that's initiating the synthesis or it's not a drug that's initiating the uh, prevention of the reuptake of the neurotransmitter. It's this natural, conservative, gentle and specific release of the spinal facet joints and then you get that rush of GABA. And that's why it feels so good when you get adjusted, when you have that good adjustment. So I do like to just point that out for our listeners there. You know, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. This is just so good for balancing your nervous system. This helps you to be less irritable, to sleep better, relief from pain, recover faster from exercise. You're going to have an improved immune system. You're going to have increased concentration. So there's so many benefits and value to that chiropractic adjustment. And the GABA mechanism is a great way to explain it. In fact, if you read a lot of the uh, literature and research journals on chiropractic, that is often the mechanism they use to measure the effectiveness of the adjustment. So I love the way you tie that in, Laura, with your yoga practice and just, 
you know, having it be kind of a natural deterrent to that postpartum depression. I think families and the women mothers listening will get a lot of value from that. Now, I know we've been talking about chiropractic for a moment. Have you ever been adjusted? Do you currently see a chiropractor out there in Virginia? Is there any connection there for you? You know, what's interesting is um, around the time I started getting into yoga, this is when I was living in Chicago, was the first time uh, I went to a chiropractor. Um, and prior to that, I had tried yoga a couple times before, um, you know, living in New York and I, I could never really, I wasn't really open to it at the time. It just wasn't the right time for me. Um, what's interesting is when I started with the chiropractor, I took my first yoga class as well and it clicked for me. So I wonder if there's something there, you know, maybe it was the chiropractic adjustment that actually mm-hmm. kind of opened me to uh, be able to really enjoy the uh, the yoga for the first time. Um, so, yeah, I, I have in the past, you know, currently I don't. Um, and and I'm sure you hear this a lot when people aren't in pain, they're not coming to you as much. I probably should, even though, you know, as a preventative measure. Um, but, but I knock on wood, I've been feeling really good. And I think the yoga keeps me limber at this point. So yeah, absolutely. Not only is chiropractic, you know, and those conservative therapies, surgery free, drug free and great for when you have, you know, an acute condition, you know, but one of the reasons why, you know, the Michigan Family Wellness Clinic puts on this podcast is just to educate people that chiropractic is a great resource and tool and health and wellness approach just for general maintenance in the same way that everyone knows about going to get your teeth cleaned every six months. It's great to just go get checked for a spinal adjustment between, at least in my opinion, every four to six weeks, eight to 10 visits a year. It's so great to have those that central nervous system tuned because with regards to your teeth, you know, the worst case scenario is you get a bunch of cavities and they have to pull out all your teeth and give you a new set of teeth. In terms of your spine, you know, there's so much that can be done to prevent that early onset degeneration. And we don't really have a spinal transplant surgery yet. So, you know, it's it's just very important to take care of your spine, of your back, especially as we're talking about with Laura here during pregnancy and during that postpartum period. I want to encourage all of our listeners to check out Michigan Family Wellness Episode 17, where I talk with Dr. Jay Warren about the specific benefits and value of chiropractic care for pregnancy and pediatrics, specifically for those seasons in life. And we'll go ahead and drop a link in the show notes to that episode as well. Furthermore, I have a double-blind clinical research study that validates the effectiveness of chiropractic care for pregnancy. So if you haven't, if you can kind of pick up on this already, we'll have lots of links in the show notes for you today. And yeah, I mean, the Michigan Family Wellness, we're trying to be a audio library. We're trying to be this compassionate lighthouse that's able to lead people down the path of resiliency and restoration. So Laura, I know you also talk about how your practice, not only were you preventing postpartum depression with yoga and your diet and your lifestyle and your training, but you also were able to help balance a lot of hormones. Can you tell the women and families listening more about how your yoga practice and everything you were doing was helping to balance your hormones in a simple and safe and effective way? Sure. Um, Yeah, you know, and at the time, it was all intuitive. Um, And looking back, you know, I did a lot of research afterwards, because I did notice um, I I had actually trouble getting my cycle back. 
um, after my daughter. And I would, I went to a few doctors, um, and they said, you know, it's obviously stress related. Um, you know, your body's been through a lot and you've been through a lot emotionally. Um, you know, let's give you something to get it back. And I said, you know, no, I don't really want to do that. You know, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm in no rush, um, at this point. So, um, let me see what I can do. Um, so, I just kept on with the practice, you know, and did a little more research onto what it actually does for hormones. Um, and without going into too many specifics, um, a lot of the poses um, actually do massage certain glands. Um, and there have been some studies that show that that actually um, helps to balance the hormones as well as just the, the um, part of it that, you know, taps into your um, rest and digest, you know, parasympathetic nervous system. Um, you know, that alone, just getting into that more and more often, uh, can help balance out your hormones, um, and really kind of calm, you know, your adrenals and, um, uh, kind of get you back, um, into balance. Absolutely. You know, I love the way you say it there. I actually have never heard that quite specifically before, but you talk about those certain poses actually massaging those glands or kind of moving those glands that actually make those hormones. And that's such a great way, you know, because we can't necessarily put our hand on our adrenal glands and kind of, you know, massage them or rub them. But if we actually do some of these poses that you're talking about, we can actually do that from the inside out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's an interesting part about yoga, because, you know, and, and I'm sure if you've seen any of the uh, the asanas, you know, the uh, yoga poses being practiced, there are ways we don't move every day, right, right, uh, kind of very, you know, unless you're a yoga instructor or something like that. But um, so they get you moving in different ways. And in that way, um, you are stimulating different parts of your body that you normally might not, um, especially if you're sitting at a desk job or something like that. Um, day in and day out. Well, fantastic, Laura. In terms of practical applications, and I know you kind of mentioned the asanas or the poses, but you know, are there anything that women, mothers, and families listening today, what can they do practically as a result of hearing your voice and listening to today's podcast? In general, um, I would I would uh, encourage moms to uh, take up a practice, you know, if it interests you, um, if it sounds like something that would be beneficial to you. Um, you know, it does not have to be a long practice. You know, you can do 10 minutes and see the benefit. I really think that it's more about consistency, um, and quality as opposed to, you know, doing these long, extensive, um, 90 minute practices. Um, so it's something you could fit into your day as a mom, um, and you'll notice if you do, you know, start up a practice, you can use parts of it throughout your day. Um, you know, I, one I find, especially with, with mothers of young children, you know, the deep breathing is essential for, you know, uh, just keeping you calm. You know, if your kid is, you know, having a little tantrum or something like that, it just kind of keeps you balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting your day with yoga definitely helps. I try to start every day with uh, practice, you know. Um, and again, it's just, you know, with, with the time I have. So, um, you know, depending on when my uh, son gets up, it might not be that long, but it's a practice. Yeah. So just to kind of summarize for our listeners here, you're saying don't necessarily, well, be consistent to start with. You don't have to do these long 90 minute things, just kind of like have a rhythm with it, if you will. You're also saying the deep breathing, very important, especially with all these yoga poses. 
And especially just for, you mentioned the parasympathetic nervous system, definitely doing good exercise of deep breathing, you know, bringing your attention back to your breath, that can be very helpful for increasing the function of your parasympathetic nervous system. And then the last thing I was hearing you say there was just to, you know, if you're a morning person or if it works well with your schedule, you know, maybe try to get it done first thing in the morning, just so you're starting your day in that parasympathetic state, you know, rather than in this like, oh my gosh, stressed out fight or flight state. Is that kind of what you're saying there? Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, I know we were talking in our pre-chat at one point in terms of resources. Is there going to be any kind of a a resource or maybe a video that you can equip our listeners with? Yes, I do have a website that is going to be up. I'm hoping by the time this airs, Um, but people can also reach me. um, And I think you have my blog address, getfitlit.com. Um, and that actually was a blog that I had started before any of my pregnancies. Um, and it was a general fitness blog. Um, and I wrote through the pregnancies about pregnancy and I wrote, um, through the loss about loss, um, and, and kind of how it all interrelates to uh, health and fitness and, you know, through the birth of my son, there's actually a post the, night. I I obviously wasn't sleeping in the hospital after I delivered my daughter. I was a little too, um, still sort of in shock. Um, and I actually ended up writing a blog post that night. So that's kind of in there. If you are, you know, a lost mom and and really want to kind of, uh, read more about that. Um, so there is actually a post oddly enough, um, of, you know, actually that I wrote on the night I lost my daughter. Fantastic. Again, I just want to go back to that. Have you heard of Brene Brown, Laura, in terms of the power of vulnerability? Yes. Yeah. So I think you accomplished that. I mean, you you delivered that really well. So I want to encourage our listeners. I definitely have Laura's website, which is just getfitlit.com. And we'll have links to that in the show notes as well. But Laura, if I could just remind you, if you could send me a specific link or an email to that specific post you're talking about where, you know, you were actually writing when you were going through in the midst of all those experiences. I think that would provide value and benefit to our listeners as well. So just a reminder about that. And again, remember everyone, we are going to have a dedicated webpage at michiganfamilywellness.com where we will have all of the show notes that we've mentioned here today with Laura. And also you can expand those show notes right now on your mobile device if you're listening and you can take advantage of those clickable links. Laura, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners, whether it's like an inspirational quote or an affirmation or just anything else that you'd like to leave us with? I think the biggest thing is just know that you're not alone. Um, You know, loss and any type of loss, uh, stillbirth, it's rare, but not as rare as you think. Um, And, you know, for me, I, I speak about it because I think the silence around it Um, that's been prevalent breeds a shame that doesn't need to be there so um, I'd say you know if if you're you know someone who's experiencing this currently or has experienced this just just know that you're not alone absolutely fantastic Laura thank you so much for coming on the podcast and remember we can do far more together than we could ever do apart coming to you from beautiful southeast Michigan I'm your host Dr. Kyle and this 
is Michigan Family Wellness. All right, families, what'd you think? We'd love to get your feedback. If you would like to email me about anything you've heard on this or any previous edition of the Family Wellness Lifestyle Podcast, you may do so by writing Dr. Kyle at michiganfamilywellness.com and take full advantage of the Family Lifestyle Audio Library at michiganfamilywellness.com. Connect with us on social media at Michigan Family Wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in, families. Have an awesome week and remember, we can do far more together than we could ever do apart. Now that you've been equipped with the latest in family wellness solutions, we want to encourage you to apply these strategies right away. But the thing is, there's still so much to learn. Connect with Dr. Walner's chiropractic and nutrition office by going to michiganfamilywellness.com and click the newsletter sign up button to join the informative and supportive community of chiropractic wellness. You will also receive as a gift from Dr. Walner a copy of Michigan Family Wellness Solutions an invaluable resource containing dynamic tools to elevate family health and vitality. Michigan Family Wellness wants to thank you for being part of today's podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. 